You're listening to the New Century Multiverse. Uncivil Outlaw. Chapter 22 Lost Souls. Rebecca Wolverton. My companion and I alighted from the Zeppelin upon the San Francisco shore, beside the lonely fortress. The sea was grey today, and birds of a kind I have never heard before were crying mournfully in the air. The garrison was stood to attention to meters and saluted, several of them eyeballing the gruff man with the walking cane beside me and the husky at my heels. I gazed up at the structure as we were led through, and small shivers travelled the length of my spine. These stones had been born on another earth, and had come here, seemingly, to rest forever. In the central chamber of the upper floor, we could hear the goings-on long before we stepped inside. I knew roughly what to expect, but little could prepare me for the sight of it. The single wind door I had witnessed upon the Natchez riverboat had been quite extraordinary, something few human beings, or indeed beings that are not human, ever expect to clap their eyes upon. A paranormal phenomenon, holding two worlds in a temporary, thread-like commonality. But this was an extended celestial family reunion, a catastrophic conglomeration, a sight that was never intended to even be, in order that it could be seen. The chamber was filled with wind doors, scattered everywhere, all rushing and hissing and skewing at different angles. The sound echoing around the room was a hurricane, sliced into pieces and scattered, only for those pieces to be trapped and glued into space, held in check by the straining, baffled laws of physics. A figure sat among them, his clothing ragged, body malnourished and dishevelled, with an unkempt beard and overgrown straggly hair. He was cross-legged with his eyes shut and seemed to be meditating. My heart ached to see him reduced to this. Robinson Crusoe, marooned on an island of stone and gales. Drinking it all in was overwhelming, and for the thousandth time in nearly twelve years I wished Amanda were here to pen it into words better than mine. She would have been at once fascinated and dreadfully pitying of the obsessed wretch at the epicentre. James opened his eye and stared at us, then closed it again. We approached, and he looked once more, then leapt to his feet and began to wander between the doorways. Dr Penrose, I called, then more urgently his first name pulled itself out of me. James! In response he muttered to himself, in a way we could just make out over the din. Very good, very good. This time you come together. And, Rebecca, you are even more beautiful than I recall. But I'm afraid there is no sense in you being here. No sense at all. I have a job to do, and you shall not dissuade me, so you may as well go back to the catacombs of my mind and wait for my dreams when I am permitted... James, it really is me, I said, moving in front of him as he picked his way around in an odd little dance. I've come to bring you back. Of course you have, Your Majesty. 
he replied, bowing low. We shall have tea and cake, and hear no more talk about matters cosmic, at least until evensong. Penrose! My companion snapped. You need to have a wash. You smell like an old man's nutsack. Well, I know that's definitely not Major Frank Butler. He would never be so rude. The first time we were alone, you told me a soldier named Green we've been talking to was stooping his compatriot Kelly's wife, as evidenced by several conversational cues and their matching herpes sores. This stopped the doctor in his tracks. I had forgotten that. And I told you to get better at reading people and not to be so presumptive. Well, it turned out you were right, and Green and Marsha Kelly are now shacked up happily with their bastard son. Transpires it was a prior relationship dating back to before the Elkview encampment. Vindication. James declared, lowering himself to the floor to lie on his back with his hands behind his head. Oh, you're the merriest of hallucinations today. We're not hallucinations, growled Butler and prodded the doctor in his stomach hard with the tip of his cane. Now get your pretentious, hobo ass up out of here and into a copper bathtub before I kick the shit out of you with my good leg. Pardon my goddamn French. James straightened up, his eyes wide behind the mess of hair. Frank? He murmured in amazement, then rushed forward and embraced his old friend tightly. I thought you were a ghost of a man. Winnowing away in solitude and sorrow until nothing held you to the earth. Turns out I have some work left to do. Agent Wolf here recruited me to come get you. James turned to me, and now the self-consciousness crept in. He straightened up and attempted to appear gracious, but sniffed at his armpit visibly and winced. This is literally the worst place you could find me in, but I am glad to see you. I agree this looks and smells fairly bad, James. But we've come with a possible solution. Where is White? He flew back in the Zeppelin shortly after we lost Abigail, and I began searching for her. How long has it been? It's nearly June. You've been here more than six months. Well, somebody had to wait for Abigail if she found her way back. And I am the only person who can open a portal to whatever world she was sent to. And you don't know where that was? No. I never got a feel for the doorway. James inclined his head with mixed shame and fury. There's a fair few doorways you opened here, I said, setting aside my own notions of irresponsibility for the time being. Yes. Yes, the bulk of this happened on the third week. I got terribly drunk, grabbed a revolver and just started tearing worlds open. We're so high up that most of them haven't had any inhabitants stumble through, and by the fairest of fortune I did not strike Ocean, but... He cocked his thumb over his shoulder at a large green bat-like creature roosting in the ingle nook of the Great Hearth. Percy here is a refugee from one of these, and I have neither the heart nor the relevant information to send him back. Have you even a clue where she went? Like a familiar energy signature? I've felt so many keyholes in this room. So many Earths intersecting. It's quite a wonder I'm not mad by now. But for every door I open, there are potentially thousands more. 
and she has never stepped through a one of them. Did you go into any yourself? Search in there. Look at how many there are! He waved his hand around maniacally. Each of these leads to its own earth. I would die of old age and exhaustion before I found her. And that is if I could find my way back. You could send soldiers in. Scout around like we did. That reminds me. If you see Corporal Prendergast's family, do tell them he disappeared into... James pointed. That one there, where the land on the other side is a relatively short drop down. And he never did come back out. Ah. I won't send any more men to their deaths. He said resolutely. My task is to open doors and wait for Abigail to step back through. The only hope I've held on to is that Krieger and Greta will reappear in this stolen sanctuary. And maybe I can beg them to find the particular door they put her through. He ground his teeth. But I have seen neither hide nor hair of either of them. That's because they're in New York. It's why we're here to pick you up. We're going to go get them back. Together. Well, why didn't you open with that? He demanded. He whipped off his waistcoat and paced from the chamber, unbuttoning his shirt as he went. We haven't a moment to lose. I'll bathe on the zeppelin. His ragged trousers dropped to the floor behind him as he disappeared off down the hall. I glanced at Butler, who shrugged. I'm not picking him up. Neither am I. He can bloody well go to Manhattan bollock naked before I become his chambermaid. You didn't tell him about the army of Wendigos. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Else when. Lightning cracked over the bay as Abigail fell 70 feet down onto the beach and crashed into the shallow water, creating an explosion of wet sand cascading around the bubble of her shield. She straightened up, her clothes already saturated, and was pounded with fat, invasive rain as she struggled out of the surf across the shoreline and onto a wide strip of hard black stone crisscrossed with markings. Metal monstrosities tore past her, screaming, and she dodged and weaved through them. Buildings loomed overhead and lamps burned with intense energy as she staggered into an alleyway to collect herself. Abigail wiped her hair back, realising her hat was gone and crumpled up inside, letting out a roar of confusion and despair. Then she cleaned her good eye of rainwater and attempted to read the placard in front of her, which had a photograph of four serious-looking men with blue jeans, dark shirts, and stubbled faces. What the fuck is a nickelback? She murmured. Black 
in the black, in the black, ain't it lovely, baby? Not coming back, you're in the black, ain't you free? No more threats, no more debts, you're in the black, baby. You left it all behind, but you're still fine, yeah, you're fine still. We wish we could see. Time to write us now and then. You're free now, and you're lonely. We love you, but please do not ask us to pretend. Come home if you want a friend. Task. Since you asked, I'm doing great. Really, I am. I don't think, I don't blink. I just press on, press on. I'm doing fine. I'm not inclined to crack anytime soon, baby. You left us all behind, but we're still fine. I swear we're fine still. We cry for no reason. Late at night when we run out of thoughtless things. To do, you're free now, and you're lonely. Won't you please come home so we can cry with you? I hear that you cry too. Debts you will not own. We cannot reason with the unforeseen, and we can't compromise when there's no in between. But we wanted to see you. We thought you might find time to. Ain't you lovely, baby? Ain't you 
just finished listening to Uncivil Outlaw, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Captain Abigail Gray, Rebecca Wolverton, Yagana, and Agent Lee Ying Long, performed by Sharon Shaw. Dr. James Penrose, Miguel Alejandro Delgado, Nicola Tesla, Raven, Hector Gray, Al Swearingen, Jack McCall, Bill Hickok, Seth Bullock, E.B. Farnham, and Mr. White performed by Alex Shaw. Merlaine, Judith, and director Catherine Holloway, performed by Maya Santandrea. The Nag and Major Frank Butler, performed by Spencer Lieb. Commander Calvin Wilson, performed by Matt Ramsey. Truth Arlington, Yagana, and Zonta, performed by Theo Lee. Greta, Hrau, Merlaine, and Sergeant Tabitha Chorley, performed by Maureen Foley. Shade, and Harry Arlington, performed by Loretta Saylor. Professor Johann Krieger, Thomas Edison, and Jeremy Pines, performed by Matt Wardle. Donald McTavish, performed by Derek Ritchie. Gerald, Bart, and Ned, performed by Chris Chipman. Elaine, performed by Debbie Morse. Mitzi, performed by Jennifer Lecluse. Judah, performed by Blaine Stewart. Dan Doherty, performed by Greg Downing. Dr. Harriet, performed by Toby Jungius. Truffaut, performed by Orion Richardson. Red-Headed Boy, performed by Lyra Shaw. Additional voices from Aaron, Dan, Daniel, Evan, Keddy, Kurt, Ryan, and Zek as Stone Company. In the Black, composed and performed by Marianne Call. Uncivil Outlaw theme, True Greatness, performed by Bjorn Lynn of Shockwave Sound. Run, Still, Skies, and Flight Him, composed and performed by Ross Bugden. Agent in Shanghai, performed by 1M1 Music of Shockwave Sound. Arrival by I. Sazanoff of Shockwave Sound. One Wild West by Edward Blakely of Shockwave Sound. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Off-Road Warriors, Meltdowns, and Cowgirl Soldier, composed by Gil Haim Steinberg. Silent Winter by Running Wolf. Broken Piano by Vivek Abhishek. Many Soundscapes by Tabletop Audio. All Other Music, including Thunder Dreams, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. New Century is funded by our loyal supporters on Patreon. The story continues in Stone Spring Maidens. James Penrose, Rebecca Wolverton and Frank Butler will return. 
<clears throat> Harry. You're awake again. That's fantastic. Huh? I, I just got back from San Francisco, of all places. We flew right the way across this great nation and back again. It was... really beautiful. Uh, uh, what? Huh? I missed you. I wish you could have been there. Harry? How are you feeling now? What? Are you maybe ready to- Where's James? Truth? Tell me. Where's Abigail? 